Welcome to My Heart Songs Podcast number 215, Coronavirus Update, Summer 2023. Been a while since I've talked about the latest news on what is now an endemic reality. Brought home especially last week when someone with whom we had spent five hours indoors became sick the next day and then turned positive the following day. While Paxlovid has helped, a week later there is still lingering fatigue. We essentially quarantined ourselves, canceling appointments or wearing a mask, but never tested positive. All a far cry from pandemic times, especially early infection with Delta, which killed so many worldwide. At 1.1 million deaths, the U.S. certainly did not escape the pandemic unscathed. And about 80 people per day continue to die each day from infection, with the most dominant variant nationwide at the moment, which is XBB. Dot one dot one six, nicknamed Arcturus, with the original Omicron no longer present to any significant degree. Some of those COVID deaths are actually due to another cause, but the virus was present and so noted on the death certificate. While most COVID infections are not being reported since the majority are diagnosed by home tests, there is a measure called excess deaths which is the number beyond the expected deaths from various causes on any given day. In the U.S., this normal figure is around 8,000 per day, with COVID deaths now accounting for about 1%. During the pandemic, the number of excess deaths, most due to the virus, was often 30% above normal. So we are in a bit of a holding pattern, but it still takes its toll, especially on the most vulnerable. Certain immunocompromised people are at greater risk from COVID infection. Not your average person with cancer, but anyone actively undergoing chemo or post-organ transplant. Most believe that we are now in an endemic phase because more than 95% of adults have either had the infection and so have some natural immunity or have been vaccinated. Due to the politicalization of vaccination, the group that is dying most often now is older white Republicans. Two years ago, ex-President Trump, to his credit, did urge supporters to get vaccinated in a PSA created from a Fox News report. Studies showed a significant increase in vaccination in red counties after that announcement. See the link in the program notes if you're interested in watching it. There is ongoing debate and inquiry about what to do with the next surge, most likely this fall in the U.S. Just as with the flu, we may be entering a pattern where a new modified vaccine is created each year based based on the best guess as to what strains will be circulating. An FDA panel recently recommended that the new fall 2023 vaccine should protect against just one strain of the SARS-CoV-2, targeting the XBB sublineages of the Omicron variant, so a monovalent vaccine rather than the last booster, which was bivalent. Twelve key symptoms of long COVID have now been identified based on survey data from 10,000 people and include post-exertional malaise, fatigue, brain fog, dizziness, gastrointestinal symptoms, palpitations, changes in sexual desire or capacity, loss of or change in smell or taste, thirst, chronic cough, chest pain, and abnormal movements. These are still under debate since many studies have examined symptoms retrospectively rather than studying a cohort of folks from their initial infection going forward and comparing them to a control group. 
Thus, significant disagreement remains about how common long COVID is, how severe certain symptoms may be, and what patterns actually define long COVID, since we have no blood test biomarker for the condition. Do we define it as persistence of symptoms beyond three weeks or three months? Since fatigue, muscle weakness, and sleep difficulties are the most common sequelae, should they be required as part of any diagnosis? Post-acute sequelae of SARS-CoV-2 infection, or PASC, desperately needs a formal case definition, which again is difficult since we don't know what symptoms are a direct result of the virus, perhaps still lingering in the body, or are secondary to a persistently overactive immune system or organ damage during the initial infection. Very variable, disturbed sleep and mood patterns, as well as diverse functional limitations, further complicate analysis. There's so much heterogeneity in how people present, which makes the whole issue much more complex. The treatment approach so far has been to focus first on those symptoms most affecting a patient's quality of life, whether the origin seems to be pulmonary, cardiac, neurological, or cognitive. Of course, they're probably all related, and autonomic system dysfunction seems to be a common denominator. The good news is that the American Academy of Physical Medicine and Rehabilitation has issued a number of useful consensus consensus guidelines and are calling for a national crisis management plan to address the thousands of people suffering from PASC. Their guideline on fatigue, which I reviewed completely offers comprehensive, excellent points for assessment and managing this symptom effectively. Some good first steps there, and hopefully National Institutes of Health funding will continue to increase to find better ways of categorizing and healing this disorder. Rick Warren, evangelical author of The Purpose Driven Life, reminds us, quote, your illness is not your identity. Your chemistry is not your character, close quote. New Mexico Men's Wellness has long had a cornerstone phrase, you have to do it yourself and you need not do it alone. This is similar to the advice from writer Lisa Oliveira, especially for those of you currently dealing with COVID short or long or any troubling illness. Quote, just because no one else can heal or do your inner work for you doesn't mean you can, should, or need to do it alone. Close quote. Many lessons to be learned by humanity from the COVID crisis, and hopefully that includes being better prepared for the next attempt by Gaia to whittle down the numbers of its pesky human guests. Thanks as always for listening, and remember friends and family can easily sign up at myheartsongs.org.